0: Please, Neil.
1: Of angels sing in exaltation, sing, or ye sit.
0: Jesus, we thank you for being present with us in this most holy sacrament of the altar. We thank you for drawing us here this evening to be with you, to think about how much you love us, to what degree you have shown that love, Help us, Lord, this evening to be overwhelmed by this mystery of your most precious body and blood, truly present in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Help us to be overwhelmed by your love. A love that not only became present as a tiny child, but remains with us here. Mother Mary, we ask you to wrap us in your mantle of grace and protection. Help us to receive your son, Jesus the fullness of his love as you received him and help us to be attentive to the voice of god this evening as you were so attentive we entrust to you mother mary the intentions that we bring to this holy hour through your most pure, immaculate heart, take them to the heart of your Son, Jesus. Our hopes, our dreams, our fears, our failures, we bring all of those people who are special to us and all of those who don't even know to come and pray And we place them in your heart, dear Mother Mary. And ask you to take them to the heart of your Son. I asked, Father, if I could speak to you in the presence of Jesus in the most blessed sacrament because what I'd like to do tonight is to lead you into a meditation on Jesus. You are welcome to kneel, you're welcome to sit. Um, I'm gonna speak for just for a little bit of time, and then I'm going to ha- we'll have some silent adoration, okay? And then we'll close with a song. I wanna begin with St. John's Gospel a passage that is familiar to you. You hear it every Christmas. You have perhaps have read it yourself. But hear it in a new way this evening as you are present with Jesus and trying to um, hear him in a new way. In the beginning was the word The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things came into being. Not one thing came into being except through Him. What has come into being in Him was life, life that was the light of men, and light shines in darkness and darkness cannot overpower it. The Word was the real light that gives light to everyone. He was coming into the world. He was in the world that had come into being through him, and the world did not recognize him. But to those who did accept him, he gave power to become children of God. The Word became flesh and lived among us, and we saw his glory, the glory that he has from the Father as only Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. the Word became flesh. The eternal Son of God, at a particular time in history, at a particular place called Bethlehem, God stepped into our humanity and dwelt among us in the form of a little baby. This little, little baby God became flesh in the form of a little baby. The early fathers of the church, those great saints way back when Irenaeus, Polycarp, Athanasius, Augustine, they meditated on this paradox that the Word became flesh, that God would become human. It was such a profound mystery of how God, while remaining God, could become human. How, How the God of the universe that we read about in Genesis, who created everything, would become a little tiny baby. They couldn't stop thinking about it the radical scandal of the Incarnation. And it was a scandal. When Jesus came into his Jewish people, that was not a God they could handle, a God who would become so small. Yes? It was too much, the mystery, too overwhelming too hard to believe. Saint Augustine of Hippo. He writes about this scandal of the incarnation. This paradox. It makes your brain hurt, actually. And he says, "Mankind's maker, creator, was made man." He who was ruler of the stars nursed at his mother's breast. Isn't that amazing? The creator of the world received his life and his sustenance from the breast of a woman. He needed her, this mother. St. Athanasius says that God became man, that we would become God. What a scandal that is to say. On Christmas night, there was a group of men who came to the stable, sent by angels with a message, behold, in the city of David, a Savior has been born. And here's the sign of the Savior. You will find him wrapped in swaddling clothes. And the shepherds went in haste to Bethlehem. And what did they see? A baby. Who was that baby? God. Not long after, three wise men showed up, having followed a star, a sign, a premonition, a prophecy that someone great was born. And they came upon the house of Mary and Joseph. But what did they find? A mighty king? A child. A child. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son in the form of a helpless child so that you would not be afraid of Him, that you would approach Him with awe and wonder and love that everyone does with a little baby right so precious just want to hold you and pinch those <laughs> cheeks and cover you with kisses isn't that what we do with babies it's okay to say amen jesus doesn't mind isn't that what we do with babies yes yes And this is the God we have who so wants you to know that he loves you and does not want you to fear him and comes in the form of a baby. It's the miracle of Christmas, it's the miracle of the crib. But why was this child born? Why was he born? To reconcile us to the Father, to save us. And there's lots of ways to look at that. But the Catechism speaks about the mission of Jesus was to bring us back into the Father's love, this relationship with the Father. And there's that cross. How much does God love us? For God so loved the world that he sent his only son to give everything, to give everything. I hold nothing back from you that's what the symbol of the cross is saying to us with those arms open wide i hold nothing back it's all yours everything i am is yours my heart my soul my body my life it's all yours that you would know how much the Father loves you, right? You watch little children, and I'm so glad we have the younger children with us. You watch little children run to their parents, right? And, 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 the, and, the, and the expansive dad, mom, right? This is the gesture of the cross, this expansive gesture of, I love you. And I want to bring you to my Father. That's what that symbol is. If you picked up, as you came in, this little um, handout, This is a very famous hymn that St. Thomas Aquinas wrote while meditating on all of this, the crib and the cross and Holy Communion. Because for Thomas Aquinas, it's all the same love story. It's all the same love story. God wants you to be in a relationship with him and not at a distance, but in an intimate union. An intimate union, an intimate communion. You with me? The crib, the cross, and holy communion is all the same love story. Amen? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son as a baby. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son on the cross. For God so loved the world that he gave his Eucharistic presence. Every time you come to Holy Communion, you receive him. We don't have a God out there. You with me? He's not out there. He is right here. you receive him at Mass, he's right here. I don't know how much closer you want him to be. You can't even get your, you can't get, you can't get your daddy inside of you. You can't get your mommy inside of you. You can't get your spouse inside of you like you can get Jesus inside of you. The crib, the cross, and Holy Communion are all the same love story. And this is the beautiful hymn, this poetic theology that St. Thomas writes about in this hymn. And most of us are familiar with the last two verses. Tantum ergo sacramentum. You've heard that? Surely at Father Hamilton's church you've heard that. (laughs) But at the beginning of the hymn, what St. Thomas is, is, is inviting us to do is to sing of the Savior's glory, of his flesh, this mystery of how God so loves the world that he stays among us in the flesh. This first verse, sing my tongue the Savior's glory of his flesh, the mystery, sing of the blood all price exceeding Shed by our immortal king. Destined for the world's redemption from a noble womb to spring. Thomas is bringing together the crib, the child who was born of the Virgin Mary, and this Eucharistic flesh. It's the same mystery of love. Given for us and condescending, condescending, coming so small. G.K. Chesterton, one of my favorite authors, wrote a book called The Everlasting Man. And it's full of paradox, and I love paradoxes. They just tickle my brain. And he writes about the God in the cave, this chapter called The God in the Cave. And he has us wonder about this. And he says, the creator of the universe made himself so small that he couldn't even reach up and touch the nose of the ox that he created. And maybe that doesn't tingle your brain, but it sure makes me just sit for a minute the creator of the universe so that, so that I wouldn't fear him, that I would approach him and fall in love with him and want to hold him as a baby. Made himself so small that he couldn't even touch the nose of the ox that he created. That's the kind of radical love that God has for you. given for us condescending to be born for us below high and lowly converse blending far the seed of truth to sow till he died with wondrous ending bearing all our weight of woe thomas is saying and i'm giving this cuz i know fathers are going to sing this all the time with his parish and those of you who aren't from this parish take it back to your pastor and tell him what you learned tonight and maybe he'll sing it too we got free copies what thomas is trying to lead us in in this meditation this meditation actually that was written for the body and blood of christ the solemnity of corpus christi what he's trying to overwhelm the congregation with is think about just don't let this don't let this fall on on just your 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 dense brain just sit a minute with this mystery that The baby was born to die on the cross to reconcile us to the Father. The flesh that was given at Bethlehem became the flesh that was given on the cross as an act of complete gift. But even that's not enough for God. It isn't enough that God would become a baby, as awesome as that is. It isn't enough that God would die on the cross, as awesome as that is. This next verse, St. Thomas says, oh, oh, but what he did before he did that on Good Friday Was that on Holy Thursday, he left a way for you and for me today, 2023, to participate in that whole mystery of love? In other words, it wasn't enough for God to kind of reveal himself to the shepherds and the kings. It wasn't enough for him to let the apostles see and touch him. God who is the eternal one who always knew you would exist. He saw your face before your mother did. And he kissed your soul before your daddy did. God always knew he would create you and he wanted you to know that love. And he made sure it would happen. At that last great supper lying, circled by his chosen band, humbly with the law complying, this is the last supper, Passover, First he finished its command. Then immortal food supplying gave himself with his own hand. At the Last Supper, Jesus left for us a memorial of his gift. This is my body given up for you. This is my blood shed for you. Eat of it. Consume it. Take it into your body so that it would penetrate your soul. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. The word became flesh and that same word took bread and with words of prayer made that bread his flesh.
1: Let me say that again.
0: The Word of God, the Son of God, the Word became flesh. And the Last Supper took bread and with words turned that bread into his flesh. And he does that at every Mass through our priest. Why? Why? so that you would taste and receive his love. That's how much the Father loves you. Word made flesh the bread of nature, by his word to flesh he turns. Wine into his blood he changes, Though our senses, no change discerns. Looks like bread, tastes like bread. Looks like wine, tastes like wine. My tongue and my eyes, my senses, see one thing, but a deeper reality is present. If the inmost heart be earnest, faith, her lesson quickly learns faith he truly is present here body blood soul divinity Jesus we adore you Jesus we love you The crib, the cross, and Holy Communion are all one love story. God loves you. And He has left lots of signs and symbols of that love. We come to Mass and we come to adoration. To let that love penetrate our being, to receive Him, to thank Him, to be overwhelmed with it, to be overwhelmed by Him. We have started in our church a year of. Um, Well, we've been in three years of Eucharistic revival, and what the bishops are asking, what, what they're pleading, is that Catholics who come to Mass will be overwhelmed by this mystery, overwhelmed, amazed, and astonished by this gift of love. if we really believed what was happening, we wouldn't just kneel for Holy Communion, we'd be prostrate. Now, I'm not suggesting you ask Father to do that, okay? But I'm just saying that there's a moment, there is a moment of just coming to this altar with an overwhelming sense of, why would you love me that much? Why do you love me that much? Who am I? What have I done? What have I deserved? How have I earned this? And of course, the answer is you haven't, and you can't. You'll never be worthy of this love. That's what makes it so overwhelmingly beautiful. St. Catherine of Siena has a great saying about God. She says he's crazy in love with us. Reckless with his love. Reckless with it. He just gives it. And he gives it freely. And all he's asking, just open up and receive. Just open up and receive my love. That's what he's asking. Dominicans are very incarnational. Franciscans are too. I gotta give a shout out to my Franciscan buddy back there, Sister Maria. We pray with our body. If you came to our convent, you would see we pray with our body. St. Dominic had nine different postures of prayer. And one of them, this is not just a crazy charismatic thing, one of them was this stance of openness. And he would stand there for a long time before God, before Jesus. And what he was praying was, I want to receive all of you. Take all of me. You might not feel comfortable doing this tonight. But I am. And if you want to, spread out and pray it. Because my father Dominic prayed with reckless abandon because he couldn't get enough of God. There are many postures of prayer. And one of them is I need you, Lord. Fill me with your grace. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your presence. So I'm going to kneel with you for the rest of the holy hour. I've given you something to meditate on if you want. Or you can just leave that and just be with him and just say thank you for his crib and his cross, and his holy communion. All signs of his profound love for you. As Father prepares for benediction, I just invite you to look into the Eucharistic face of Jesus. Look into this heart, this face, this love of God. Tell him you love him and thank him for loving you. The last two verses of Saint Thomas's hymn, verse five and six, are traditional benediction um, verses. So, if you know
1: those, we can sing them. Tanto <speaking> sacrament. <in Hebrew>
0: friends i want to thank you for coming this evening just to spend a little time with the lord and just have him work your heart just a little bit more to fall in love with him and to receive his love Um, just just continue to come and be present to him and and just be overwhelmed by this mystery of love it's just inexhaustible and uh it'll never stop he he just he can only come towards you with love So let yourself be loved. God bless you.